I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is being recorded, the Gonokurnai Nation. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, especially those listening here today. Today, for anyone listening, is a really great day to set start any new habits, especially starting any new habits out of love and gentleness and like real self-compassion, because as Mars is going to be in Virgo for the next month, this is a really great time. Like anything you start now, you can keep going with the momentum of Mars in Virgo, and then hopefully you'll be able to keep it going afterwards, because like, you know, you've really gotten to the swing of starting the habit. Welcome to Catch Me Outside My Comfort Zone, a lifestyle podcast that focuses on the outside of our zones as well as the inside of our homes. I'm your host, Alyssa Sutherland, interior designer and entrepreneur. Come with me as I take you on a journey to build the life of your dreams. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Catch Me Outside My Comfort Zone. As you would have just heard, We have a very special guest on the podcast today. I was so honored to be able to interview astrologist Gabrielle Wright. And as you heard at the start of the episode, she did a little astrological update for you all, which is what she is renowned for on Instagram and how I found her. And I hope you are ready for today's episode because there is a lot that we cover. We dive deep on all things astrology and how it relates to us and our life. We talk about relationships. We talk about manifestation. We talk about angel babies. There's a lot of different things we cover and it's such an aligned and beautiful episode. We definitely go off track. We definitely go on tangents, but we had a very aligned conversation and it was just so much fun and I was just beaming the entire time. You guys are going to love Gabrielle and She is open for readings and doing birth chart readings and all those things which we talk about and I'll leave links in the show notes if you want to reach out to her. But ready guys, this is a great episode. So let's bring her in. Welcome to Catch Me Outside My Comfort Zone, Gabrielle. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, Alyssa. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) This is so exciting because you're the first guest on the podcast and I wanted to make sure that the first guest was going to be a special one and someone who I really aligned with so I'm really grateful I thought firstly I wanted to tell everyone how I came across you because they're probably thinking where did she come from (laughs) (laughs) so one day I was literally just scrolling on Instagram like my for you page and one of your astrological updates came up and yeah and I shared it to my close friends on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, who is this chick? She's like the real life version of the CoStar app. (laughs) And I was like, this is amazing. And I just was like so obsessed ever since. And then obviously I'm just like, you're so accurate every day. Well, I feel like it's accurate (laughs) to my life. So yeah, that's how I found you oh wow I had no idea that's so funny yeah Instagram worked it did (laughs) that's right so you fell right where you meant to amazing so I guess like what's your sun moon rising my sun is Sagittarius moon is Leo and rising is Scorpio oh wow okay yeah definitely see the Leo in you really yeah 100% that's interesting because I feel like I know a lot of people who are Leos, like a lot of all 
been a fire sign my closest friends are also fire signs as well yeah it's also I think the moon like because your moon is like you're more um like you're feminine like you're more at home so like your closer friends are going to relate more to your moon sign so if you have a lot of Leo kind of friends as well they're like more heart friends oh I love that what's yours you tell me yours um so Gemini sun um Taurus moon Aquarius rising so do you think you relate the most to your Sagittarius sun yeah 100 percent. but then (laughs) even in recent times like I've delved more into my rising sign as well. Just, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's it's crazy when you think about, like, I, I, I don't know, I could be so wrong, but I feel like my rising sign is, like, my evolution. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Like, you're growing kind of – you're growing into your whole chart, really. Like, your birth chart is essentially, from an evolutionary astrology perspective, your birth chart is – what your soul wanted to experience in this lifetime you start to embody all of it but definitely when you're little so like when you go through childhood you're more embodied in like your sun and your moon placements because they're more like inherently base needs kind of thing yeah and as you grow up you start to integrate more of your other signs especially like your rising side is very much like 20s making stuff happen for yourself growing you know making your own life you start to really integrate your rising sign I feel yeah Oh, that makes so much sense. I firstly want to ask you, just because it's the Catch Me Outside My Comfort Zone podcast, yes. what is something that you are doing or have done this week or recently that's outside your comfort zone? So I actually, this is so funny, actually. So at the beginning of the year when we were setting like New Year's resolutions, um, <laughs> I had two and I was like, being really gentle with myself this year because I kind of knew it was going to be all up and down. But it was to get less parking fines. <laughs> And like possible trigger warning, but like um, to kind of get a little bit, not let my body dysmorphia ruin as many days. Anyway, craziest thing happened this week is that I noticed in the last few weeks, like life's been really crazy, which like I knew it was coming. It's fine. It's all aligned, but it's just been up in the air. And um, yeah, my body dysmorphia has like sort of come up a little bit and I've been trying to get on top of that. And then I got my first parking fine of the year, like right when they're both like peaking. And so I was like, right. And then um, basically on Tuesday, I think it was. Yeah. On Tuesday, paid my parking fine straight away and then took myself out to get a chocolate croissant. So I felt like I just like two things that, you know, because I can be a bit avoidant with money. So if I like need to buy something, I'll like put it off and put it off and put it off. But I was like straight away like paid and then, you know, tackled the body dysmorphia. I've been like, and I'm going to eat a treat. So yes. that felt very out of my comfort zone and I'm very proud of it. I'm proud of you as well. I love that. Sometimes it's the quicker you just like knock those things on the head and just deal with them. And then you're just like, oh my God, like I can breathe again. I know. It was just like, it doesn't need to be a big deal unless you make it a big deal. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, you go girl. Love that. What's something you've done outside your comfort zone this week? I knew you were going to ask me (laughs) and I was like, this week I feel like I haven't peaked, like because I challenge myself so often now as I've got to live out that message, I feel Mm. like a lot of things that I probably used to find uncomfortable, I don't anymore. But probably one thing that I did this week was I'm starting a new project, which is in the commercial field of designing a commercial like recreational space oh wow so I met with like a designer on site at the start of the week and it's nothing that's going to be too hard or too out of my reach but it's like oh I guess this is just 
me stepping into a new yeah. like form of design. That's amazing. I guess it's not totally outside my comfort zone, but it's unfamiliar. All right, let's get into who you are. What was your journey to get to where you are today? Like, when did you decide that astrology was something that you wanted to pursue as a job, or how you how you started to feel like connected and intuitive, all yeah. those things? Okay, so with the astrology as a job, to be honest, I still don't know if I have. Like, there's never been that moment. It's really just been something that sort of happened. I don't think I ever really chose it. I've just, like, been something that sort of showed up for me. And it's a, like, I guess, okay, we'll go all the way back. Um, I guess I was, like, in uni and I was in this relationship and everyone thought we were going to get married. We were, like, so together. We lived together. Like, it was so so together um this is like when I was like 18 to 21 and then it got to the end of that relationship and it was just really not working but I so badly wanted it to work and so I was going to absolutely anything to try and work out how we could make it work mm. and then one of the things that I found as I was looking through everything was I came back to astrology like I think I was always into it you know, growing up, I was always like pretty into it. I was always asking everybody, trying to get people's birth dates so I could find out their moon signs before like that was a thing. And my mom studied reflexology and she was always like law of attraction. And so it was like always yes. very around me, this kind of like spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I've always been very intuitive. Like mom tells a story of when I was um, a little girl and I would have been like two or three. She wanted me to do something that I didn't want to do. And she was like, come on and like get out, get out the thing. Like, come on, you got to have dinner, got to have dinner. And I was like, I want dinner. <laughs> she was like, come on, do that. And I just like turned around. When we were on the other star, I was the boss of you. <laughs> oh my God. You can swear. You can swear. This is a swearing zone. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I listened. I, I picked that up yesterday. I was listening. I'm like, okay, she's not. She swears a lot. A lot. <laughs> when I kind of refound astrology, it just, it kind of just felt like a language that my soul had known before. Like I just picked it up quite quickly. And uni was like a really hard time for me. And I feel like I wasn't picking anything up quickly. Like, Every time I try and like find a degree and find something like just nothing was really coming easily. Mm. It just felt like everything had resistance and astrology just was the thing that there was no real resistance. And then the more I kind of got into it, the more opportunities opened up and then it kind of just kept you know, spiraling in a good way. And then kind of like here we are. And I think it's really perfectly aligned because it's definitely in alignment with the life that I want to live and where I really want to go and see my future going. So it's really exciting and I love it. Like I am in love with what I do. Oh, yes. I love yeah. to hear that. It's so crazy how like I see all those things about, I guess it's the innocence as a child that they're still connected to their past. You're still connected to your past life. Is that sort of yeah. that that whole thing about, I don't know, like you said, in that on, a, on the other star, I was this. Like you, <laughs> you were still connected to that and like, as we get older, I guess we build up that, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the conditioning. I think when, yeah. well, when we're born, we're born so pure and so gentle and open and we're still born with all of our karma and all of our, like, we've got everything. And so, yeah, there's no conditioning that's come in yet and tried to make us move a certain way. So we're just so in alignment to our most authentic selves. And then I think that's what I really love about astrology and what, where I found my purpose in this realm is that when I look at a birth chart, I don't see the conditioning that you that society's put on you and where you've been told that you're wrong. I see the soul as you came to be in its purest form. Yeah. And so it's it's just love. And then reading a birth chart is people poems of 
your most beautiful authentic self and I saw recently you were doing like a birth chart of like a really like he was a four-year-old okay yeah I had and that was so special like when parents trust me with their kids birth charts it's just it's so special yeah but it's such a tool like I yeah it's it's such a tool for like knowing little souls <laughs> and what they came to do and... it's so cool like I'm, I'm jealous that you get to do that sort of stuff like it must be so interesting that like it would really be like you said full of like love and purity it's so rewarding but I don't even know what the word is it's like it's it's an honor like it is a massive honor to have a birth chat in front of <laughs> I guess that's my story. That's I was your in story. love and I wanted to make it work and it didn't work, but I fell in love with the stuff. When you set a direction, the universe is always going to work out ways to make, to put your purpose in the direction that you set. Mm. So it's like, it's like driving a car. I thought of this the other day. It's yeah. like when you get in your car and you put in Google Maps where you want to go, you just trust that you're going to get there. And then even if you take wrong turns, Google, you trust that Google Maps is going to then work out from where you've gone the wrong way how to get you back yeah so you just need to like follow the signs of the universe just the google maps <laughs> and that you will get there eventually you just need to set a direction obviously you you share a lot on instagram like every day you do your astrological update which i can imagine it would take a lot of work to do that every single day and to be like giving i guess it's a free resource that you're sharing with others yeah. like how do you come up with that <laughs> every day okay um like yes I have studied astrology properly like I've done courses and I've done all that stuff that you know you need to do to be a certified astrologer yeah but and these but <laughs> for me astrology is more of an art than a science okay so like yeah for me astrology is like a language to ground your intuition so every day like there's an, there's something called an ephemeris which tells you how the planets are moving right okay so I can look at it and oh I can do one for today Monday the 10th so okay so we've got the sun in cancer and the moon's going to move into Taurus Mars right Mars has just moved into Virgo so we know that right yeah what astrology can do is it can serve as just another pillar to kind of know what your soul already knows is the energetics of today right yeah so like if I ask you right now without looking at a clock what time is it it's close to midday it feels close to midday yeah, you can look you can feel around you're like yeah. okay well the sun's around there like <laughs> yeah you know I'm my body's feeling like maybe not quite ready for lunch but like I'm in the zone of the day like yeah. you know it tells you yeah it's it's nearly midday like that's grounded that's real and so I think for today how I just kind of do my daily updates is you can sort of feel into the energy of the day and then the astrology is kind of a way to ground that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, for example, it's like, okay, today. Today, for anyone listening, is a really great day to set start any new habits, especially starting any new habits out of love and gentleness and, like, real self-compassion um, because as Mars is going to be in Virgo for the next month, this is a really great time. Like anything you start now, you can keep going with the momentum of Mars in Virgo and then hopefully you'll be able to keep it going afterwards because like, you know, you've really gotten to the swing of starting the habit. Mars in Virgo is really supportive for starting good habits. And then with the moon in Taurus and um, the sun in Cancer, those two planets are really supportive for anything that's really close to your heart and family sort of thing. So maybe it's like starting the yeah, starting family dinners every Thursday so you can start it off this month and then 
I love watching you just do that and you're just like so you can literally see it come to you I just love and all your little analogies like how you yeah how you can express the energy and give a like a real life example it's almost like making astrology so much more easy for people to understand in a relatable way oh thank you and I think yeah I think it should be something that everybody can understand because it's just a different way to understand what's going on in the world really it's like the whole as above so below like as within so without like everything is a reflection of us and the stars are just like finding the stars for me has 100% saved my life it's changed everything but it's also it's crazy because it's like zooming all the way out but then zooming all the way in yeah it's so magical and I think that if it resonates with people like you should definitely explore it more because it's such it's an ancient art and it's been around for so long for a reason Mm. because it gives people so much that's right it is it's literally it's the universe that we live in it is and I say it like people say to me all the time like it's usually like cranky men will be like, I don't know why they hate it so much. But they'll be like, the stars aren't affecting us. I'm like, no, they're not. They're, re- they're reflecting all the same. It's, the yeah. stars aren't losing what the energy is, but the stars are reflecting what the energy is. That's cool. And how our birth charts kind of show up in us is that at the moment that we kind of are born and we take our first breath is the moment that consciousness imprints in our body. So the consciousness of that time that we were born is then what we take through our lifetime and we chose to come in at that time for a reason it just invites you to be curious and to really like romanticize everything because Mm. everything is so special and yeah like it's the mythology of you it's the mythology of the day it's ancient it's magical it's so romantic yeah I love to romanticize everything (laughs) you know how like a lot of people struggle to to discover what their purpose is in their lifetime yeah. Do you feel like astrology is that step that people need to take when they're like, I feel so lost, I don't know who I am or what I'm supposed to be doing? Is getting like a birth chart reading, for example, a great way for people to like understand themselves better and what their purpose is? Yeah, I think absolutely. But yeah. at the same time, what a birth chart reading really is, is it's reintroducing you back to who you're like, who you are before, like as soon as we're born, people start telling us that we're doing things wrong. Yeah straight away <laughs> absolutely and so we learn to not trust ourselves we learn to start doing things a bit differently and we learn that maybe our desires and our goals aren't what you know are wrong and they're not gonna you know we'll be like we will not be loved if we go and actually or safe or whatever so getting a birth chart reading actually is kind of reaffirming to everything that people already know like I would say in 90% of my readings with someone they'll be like oh my goodness, like, yes, like, now you're saying it, I remember this about myself, I know this, but people have let you believe that you need to be something else. So it's really just, it's a massive permission slip in authenticity, and it's helping, like, give you the building blocks to start rebuilding that self-trust, and yes, absolutely, you can have a look at someone's chart and be like, you would excel in this area of your life, or you integrate XYZ, you'll do so, like, you will do so well, and you'll be so much happier, and you know, there's all that sort of thing, but it's all things that people inherently already know. It's just maybe been forgotten or, you know, weeded out of them. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Every time I've ever gotten a reading done, the one thing that comes up and like, I don't know, it's never been super niche down, but like is 
I am meant to be doing something creative with my life. And that's exactly what I'm doing. But I guess a lot of people get told different things and then they forget that, yeah, you were born to be a creative and to express that in your lifetime. You don't have to go and do what people are telling you to go and do. Yeah, exactly. Go to myself for a second. Is that um, I think that like my main purpose is like to share love, to share beauty, but also like to be a mum and to be a really good mum and like have a really healthy, beautiful relationship and a healthy, beautiful family. Like I think that is 100% what I was born for, what my soul wanted more than anything. And um, yeah, like there was so much shame in admitting that ever because it's like, oh, you're so lucky to be like a 21st century woman and have the option of having this amazing career and, you know, going off and being an engineer or being whatever. But that is great, but it just wasn't right for me but there was so much shame and then reading my birth chart knowing my astrology it was 100% permissions that was like no babe you you meant to just be an artist and give love and share whatever it was going to be that we're sharing to build a beautiful family I love that because I think that that's the same as me like I've always been very career driven and very focused on that and but I'm also like if I if the time opened up and if I relationship was right all these things I'd be like I know that I was meant to be a mum like I feel like soul connected to my future children which is so wild but I actually do so it's just like deep down you know that and yeah yeah, as much as I want to be like strong independent boss ass bitch it's like (laughs) well one day I do know that yeah it is in on our on our heart for a reason when we feel that I love that you shared that even how we move throughout the day like some people your birth chart like your astrology who you are you're actually not ordered to be like get up and first thing like get things going like you know ice plunges aren't for everyone yes those sort of things and you know having some people need to really learn how to step into more slow more flow and that's Mm. how you get things done better in a more gentle loving easeful let things come to you state and then other people are more like no go for it like put yourself out there go bang 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 I think yeah navigating what feels right tuning in Mm. and sometimes we have a hard time tuning in and so that's where like astrology comes in and can be really a beautiful tool to tune in in another way like just another avenue to tune in let's talk about intuition because that's something that like we all have Yes. But not many people know how to tune into that. How to know when your intuition is telling you something, basically. You need to have a really good relationship with your body. Well, not a great relationship. You don't have to be totally healed and absolutely 100% love yourself. (laughs) But you need to know how to trust yourself. Mm. And you need to know, your body needs to know that it can trust you as well. Yeah. Um, and a relationship with your intuition is like any other relationship. Like you need to feed it, you need to nourish it, and you need to trust it and you need to ask for it. Learning your yeses and your noes puts you more into alignment so you can sort of tune into your intuition a little bit. It also does say, like you can go and look at your astrology for where your intuition does want to speak to you more. And like everybody has different, depending on like what house your Neptune's in and like um, how different things are showing up in your chart. Your intuition does live in your body. I think for most people, not for everyone, but for most people, your intuition is in your body. Um, And so just get curious about where it is. So we can kind of do an activity today. I did this on my Instagram yesterday. Okay. We can do this today. Yeah, definitely. So, and everyone at home can do this as well. 
<laughs> um, think of something that you really love. Um, so like that you really, really, really love and say it out loud. I love what I get to do for my job. Like I love what I do. Amazing. Where did you feel that in your body when you said that? In my heart. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, when I say, and this is like, this is different, so it's yeah. actually really beautiful because it might not be in your heart space for everyone. Yeah. So when I say something that I really love, I actually feel it like in my like womb space, so like uh, below my belly button kind of. Now, I want you to say, I love and something you really, really dislike. Oh, <laughs> I love when people trigger me. Okay, and where did you feel that in your body? I feel it like everywhere. I don't know. I think the trigger one is hard because there is a part of you and a part of your soul that actually does like being triggered. <laughs> um, the trigger is growth. Like when you're, yeah. triggered, you're triggered to grow, you're triggered to heal, and you are very much in that healing growth mindset. So there's a part of you that actually does love being triggered. You can feel into, so like for me, I can be like, okay, I really love, lying on the beach and feeling the sun just like kiss all over my body yeah. and that feels like a yes lowest lower tummy like wound space and then like I haven't eaten meat in nearly 15 years so wow. like I love pork sausages oh <laughs> that is like in my throat I feel that too because I don't eat meat either <laughs> so as soon okay, as you said that you I was just like oh I could vomit when you said that yeah and so when you're and then if you listen okay so tune back to the intuition part yeah when you say what you love and your body agrees that you love it that's your body's yes yeah and then when you say something that you love but your body's disagreeing with you that's your body's no okay so then when you move forward in life and then say you're doing anything and you're wanting to tune into your intuition ask your body and see where your body is giving you that response because that came up in your throat what's that telling you the throat is my no like it's the tension like it's it's the restriction that's my body sort of saying no yeah so like say you're at home right now or whatever yeah like you could say okay ask your body like "Hmm, should I text this person yeah people don't realize when they are in relationships that aren't right for them how their body is showing signs of that maybe that we can talk about that because I've definitely experienced that before like when I'm with somebody and I'm like shaking oh wow and you're just like okay I'm this is a sign like my body doesn't feel safe so I guess people like and how there's that misconception of like when someone gives you butterflies it's like that's actually not a good thing (laughs) yeah I I guess like it's getting curious and understanding your body's cues because it's not I mean butterflies can be fun and exciting like you get nervous before you go on stage you get nervous before anything but yeah it's kind of like why are you being nervous? Like, are you nervous because it's new and it's fun and it's exciting? Or are mm. you nervous because it's, it's a no? Yeah, that's right. Is your body saying this is, like, exciting and it's unfamiliar? Or is it, like, yeah, understanding if that's what you're actually channeling and if it's something that your body's trying to, like, protect you from, I guess? Yeah, and I think as well, like, the, the more you ignore your body's cues, the harder you're going to have in building your intuition as well. Mm. That's right. Because um, it's like any relationship, if your body, like, you know, if you're constantly texting a friend and they're never applying the relationship, you're not going to keep reaching out. At some point, you're going to pull back from the relationship. Yeah. So if your body's constantly trying to talk to you, but you keep mm. ignoring it, it's not going to. It's going to just, yeah, slowly step away. Yeah. And I think also, like, kind of going into that whole, like, free will versus, like, like 
predetermination thing because I think that that's something people come up a lot with with like astrology or whatever like well then do I actually have free will or is everything already decided for me where it's like no you absolutely have free will like you can make any situation anything astrology is showing you the energy like life is showing you the energy but even like obviously the you know disclaimer abusive relationships you really don't want them but you know even feeling triggered feeling butterflies feeling whatever that's not necessarily a sign that you need to cut that person off and run away Mm -hmm. you can lean into it and be like okay what what is this showing up for me like I had a business relationship with this um, person and we triggered each other so 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 much like she brought up all my mommy issues I brought up all her like insecurities and I know we did yeah um but there was so much healing to be done in that relationship and anything that's like yeah anyway 100% 100% free will, like nothing is really predetermined. It's like the Google Maps thing again. No matter where you end up, like you will end up in your destiny because your destiny is so much bigger than what per, like who your partner's going to be. Like we have thousands of soulmates. <laughs> like the universe does not care that much. <laughs> Whatever, like he will, like the universe, God puts the lessons where the lessons need to be. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like you can take the step and the universe will follow you like whatever way you go the path shows up you just need to take a step I I completely agree with that and especially when it comes to relationships with people whether that is like platonic or romantic relationships the other thing is you can just ask the universe be like all right put me on the path of least resistance and I think that learning your astrology learning things like this can help you go on the path of least resistance so it's like you learn your lessons quicker Get, get all your karma out of the way earlier and then find the most flowy, gentle, love-filled, whatever part. Or you can take the bush track. Like <laughs> you're strapping, you're going full driving. <laughs> Something that people always talk about is like compatibility with your partner or like what, because I for sure know that I get so, like I seem to magnetise Aquarius men and I hate it. But like... I feel like is that they're trying to push you into your feminine and that is so true because in the (laughs) in the last situationship I was in I was so still in my masculine and like not wanting to ask for help and that person was like such a giver and I was just like no like I'm I'm, I don't need that but it's push it afterwards I've like reflected on that and like oh my god Alyssa like you need to step into your feminine and be open to receiving. Yeah, that's so funny. That's so the universe is showing that is putting those people in front of you. So when you say Aquarius man, I'm guessing you mean like Aquarius sun. Yeah. Yeah. So their sun is going to be opposing your Leo moon. So it's creating that tension. And then obviously like where we have tension, we have chemistry. So it's creating <laughs> that tension, but their job, the sun is our masculine energy, the moon is our feminine energy. Like basic basic. It's way more complicated, but like super basic. Yeah. So their sun shining on your moon is trying to push you more into your feminine energy, into your receptive energy, and that's what they came, like they served to sort of do in that relationship. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly what I needed to hear. Uh, I love doing like seeing charts of like two people and seeing, you know, past life, like, you know, your past lives together and what you came to teach each other in this lifetime and how we can, how you can help each other learn your lessons quicker, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But um, what else is there? Yeah, I guess like if you look at, so one thing, if you look at your Venus sign, that's how you kind of need to be loved. 
Ooh. So this is sort of like how we can use astrology as a relationship tool. And I like I use it in my relationship and even my relationship with other people. But when you look at someone's Venus sign, that's how that's like their love language, right? And so a lot of the times they'll actually be we can it shows up in chart in birth charts where there's tension. So for example, I have a Taurus Venus, my partner has a Leo Venus. And so for me, everything is like safety, stability, security. Like I need just that, like that is my love language. <laughs> Whereas his Leo Venus is definitely more showy. He's not like, like out there and fun and wants to like do fun things and stuff. Whereas, um, and it also like shows up how we want to spend money, how we want to, what we need to feel loved. And, um, you know, we've had to navigate this. I'm actually thinking of like a time, um, an example of navigating it is that we'll easily go out and have like these amazing nights out and he'll like spend a stupid amount of money on like dinners and drinks and having a great time yeah then it'll come to getting home and um like obviously I can just like I'll just go to like yeah he won't my main thing is like are we going to get home safely yeah and then like if he is like oh we'll just we'll just we'll just we'll just that'll ruin the whole night for me because I'm like no I need security for safety yeah. whereas he's like uh, we'll work that bit out later but this is the fun bit understanding each other is so important and yeah love languages especially like it's crazy how can make or break a relationship if other people like if you're not getting your needs met and the person doesn't want to support it my venus is in libra i looked at my chat so hold on i'm trying to think it's copy so it's in your 12th house as well yeah how do you know that (laughs) (laughs) just like it's like blowing my mind (laughs) um Oh, that's yeah that's very so I guess words of affirmation are important for you as well yeah you need to hear it and you probably need to see it in a way like it needs to be real um you need to have like like proof of love if mm. that makes sense like it can't just be like yeah it needs to feel secure but not like not the same way I don't I know how to describe it but like but also very much like you're growing together like there's portal for depth yeah well it's still very safe and nice and clean and deep that's very true I love how you can just like figure this out so quickly it's also another thing that's really fun with Venus signs is um what you kind of look best in so like fashion oh. <laughs> just like more play more romanticizing life but like dressing up to your Venus sign a little bit and like you're really stepping into like your Venusian energy which is like your Aphrodite archetype and how you can like embody that in your day-to-day so like let's talk about your your Saturn line experience so my Saturn okay so astrocartography is like so it's a big topic yeah but I'll briefly talk about what that is yeah so astrocartography is so a birth chart let's go back, back to basics okay so a birth chart is as if you took a photo of the sky at the time you were born okay right and then you that's you that's the experience and expression that you decided to come into this lifetime with. Mm-hmm. Um, your astrocartography is as if you took that photo of the sky and then superimposed it on a map of the world. Right. So basically the energy is, and I think we all pick up on this intuitively, there are some areas of the world where we feel more drawn, where we feel more excited, and it also all comes down to, like, the crystals in the ground, like the minerals, the energy, you know, it's all it's all very interconnected yeah Um, but 
Yeah, so there's, but there's different planetary lines that go across different locations. So um, we don't really know it for you, but like you can look it up and everybody has one. Like everybody has um, locations that are going to be on their Venus line, which are going to be really supportive for like more romantic pursuits, more like finding your like inner feminine energy and like just, you know, think all things like Venusian romance, good food, just good, good vibes. Yeah. And then, like, if you were really wanting to, like, blow up this podcast, I would recommend going to your Mercury line because that's, like, how you think and how you speak and then expressing yourself, you know, that's really conducive for that energy. Wow. Um, and then, like, your Sun line for really, like, stepping into yourself and, like, who you want to be, who you want to be seen as, X, Y, Z. Um, your North Node line as well. So if you go to your South Node line, that's where you have, like, past lifetime. So there might be some karma in that area for you to, like, clean up or whatever. Anyway, it's all very interesting. That is so, so cool. <laughs> it's it's cool. It's like it's again. It's just romanticizing absolutely everything out of life. Yeah, making yourself so the main character. Like there's like different little worlds that you can travel to that have just such different energy for you to step into. And yeah, it's cool. Um, so I have um my entire life until I was 24 just been traveling up and down my Saturn line, unbeknownst to me. And Saturn is like the planet of restriction and kind of like learning through what you don't want sort of thing. Mm. Saturn's like the strict dad archetype. He like really wants you to get your purpose as all the planets do, but Saturn does it in a like very strict way. Like you are getting off track. I'm going to take away all your distractions so you can get on track. Okay. Whereas like say Jupiter archetype is more like, hey, hey, you're doing so well. Yeah, cool. Have this. You'll This will get you there quicker. This will get you there quicker. This will get you there. Like, you know, throwing you good things living my entire life unbeknownst to me on my Saturn line um has been yeah a time <laughs> um I didn't really realize it until like I traveled over to my Venus line and it was like a world of difference like life was just so much better and it's really opened my eyes to maybe moving <laughs> going somewhere else living a little bit differently like it was yeah it was actually crazy like I felt so much more confident in me in myself like I felt easier in my body. Things were flowing better. I was attracting more clients. Like I, it was, it was actually magical. And like, I have to properly talk about it and do a big post about it because I still haven't like really grounded it, but it was really magical. So I definitely recommend, and I also do astro cartography reports, yeah. um, just like little PDF ones. So I definitely recommend it. You know, you can look it up yourself, but if you want to get it properly done and then traveling and, you know, exploring the world as your little personal astrological playground. That's crazy. And was it in New Zealand, your Venus line? Yes, it was in New Zealand. Yeah. And it was was very fun. Like I went, my boyfriend had to go over for work. So he had like, I just went and followed him for a little bit. And um, it was so fun. Like our relationship had never been better. Like it was so much fun. It was just, it was the best. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember just like watching your stories. I'm just like, what is this? She's just on another level right now. <laughs> I want that. Oh, then you Venus like, everybody needs to go there at least once. I was so sad. I'm like, I don't want But yeah, it was actually like a transformative experience. And I guess like we were talking about spirit babies before. Mm. Really crazy is that I've always been very connected to one of my spirit babies. Like, it hasn't come you know, in. Um, he's a little boy. He is actually quite Saturnian, I would say. Like, he's very um he's very strong like he's got very like strong grounded masculine energy which I'm very like very all over the place so it's really, I can definitely tell when it's in his energy not mine yeah but when I went to my Venus line I was actually picking up on a different spirit 
baby. Yeah. And she was a little girl and she was fun. Do you have you thought of the names of these children before? She told me her name. Okay. She made it very, very because I was like curious. I was like, all right, what what's going on? Who are we? Like what's all this stuff? Yeah. And um yeah, she very much made her name. She's got two names that she's not sure of. Okay. But they have very similar vibes. Yeah. And um she made them both very well known to me. Yeah. They just like kept them up the whole time. Um, and before that, had that never been something that had come through to you? Or, no. Or they, yeah. Wow. Never. And it, well, they weren't names that I had like, I think we all have. Like, yeah, we all have it written down. They were, um, yeah, it was, it was really weird. And have you seen more science from that since? So many, like so, so, so many. Actually, it's crazy. So <laughs> I won't tell you. Yeah. Um, one of them is Athena. She wants to be called Athena. My partner actually just got offered a job in Athens. Oh, my God. And he told me and I was like, I don't know if I'm bloody moving to Athens, but she's <laughs> she's loud. <laughs> that, that would probably, oh, that would wig me out. That is so cool. I love it. People are probably going to be listening thinking, what like I are gonna think I'm actually insane (laughs) but no I don't think you're insane at all because I I have these like do you have spirit babies yeah I've read a book about um it's called you already know I don't know if you've heard of that one no and she talks she talks about it as well how that's like they're preparing us for them yeah 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 so it's like I feel like they're almost like we're here with you because you know this is you're doing the right thing or like you're like taking a step closer I don't know but it's like they're they're my little support team (laughs) it's so beautiful yeah oh our support team is massive like we do not understand how insanely integrated and massive our spiritual support team is like it is people that you never met like ancestors you never ever ever met ancestors your parents didn't even meet wow People are so, it took so much for you to get here. Like it's yeah. insane how much it took for you to be born and for you to be in this space. And so the idea that it's an accident to me feels even like that's more absurd and obscure than it had to be. Like <laughs> there are so many people that have your back and that are just wanting the best for you. Mm. Us being born and being alive is like, the ultimate manifestation proof yeah (laughs) that our souls manifested a human body and a human experience that was exactly what we wanted like the art of manifestation is kind of like the manifestation of just being so in alignment with your core self yes um and trusting the science and trusting everything and trusting yourself and like everyone has a different pathway to you know manifest Mm -hmm. but essentially and it is in your birth chart and it's something that you can pick up super easy you can read it and be like okay this 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 like these are the the tools this is how I can manifest best but essentially it's just being super in alignment with your true desires and acting being brave enough to do your own thing really yeah (laughs) there are lots of things that are playing out with divine timing I'm going to tell you one person that I manifested who's not my current partner okay it's it's like a crazy funny story yeah I talked earlier about like my relationship that was also a massive manifestation. So when I was, I remember this, when I was um, 12, nearly 13, I remember just, um, you know, I wanted a boyfriend, like my first high school boyfriend. There was this boy in my year and I thought he was really cute. 
like fun and so I remember sitting and just asking the universe being like I want a boyfriend just like and I said his name and then uh, five years later I graduated school and my boyfriend who like we moved in with we were like super super together had the same name <gasps> and it felt like a manifestation and there, he was like angel boy like we're still good friends he's beautiful beautiful person yeah um but then after he and I broke up I was obviously just like really focused on everything in that relationship that wasn't working and mm. wasn't good and I didn't like it. And so I wrote down pretty much like everything that I was, because I wasn't fully healed and past that, <laughs> and everything that I wanted in my ideal relationship at the time, which was basically just everything that I wasn't getting in that relationship, but even though I'm a good fit. And so anyway, I remember as well, and this bit gets me because this is really funny, is that I wrote down everything that I was desiring in a partner at the time. I was like, I want him to be adventurous. I want him to have a good career. I want him to be funny. I want to have really good sex. Like, just all this <laughs> stuff. And then um, he, but I didn't put in all the good things in my other relationship. Like, I didn't say, oh, I want him to be really kind and compassionate and supportive. Like, I want him to have a really good heart. I want him to have, I left all that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I remember thinking, do I want to say that I want him to be tall? And being like, mm, that's maybe a hard ask. Like, I'm not going to, like, reject someone because they're not. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to put in that he's tall. Anyway, he came in, all five foot seven of him. <laughs> <laughs> Should have asked for tall. I know. It was all I was thinking. Of. I was like, I could have made you tall. <laughs> 100% manifested him. And then also, like, it was a massive lesson in manifesting. And it was a lesson in gratitude and appreciating what I was taking for granted in my last relationship because it was he was everything I asked for and everything I left out. All right. Lots of other juicy manifestation stories. I manifested an older apartment. Yeah. Did not think I was going to get that. It was beautiful. We were like, um, it was around the same time as well. Three of us who were like 20, 21. Um, literally beach views on the beach, like stunning, modern, not really my vibe, but like super clean, super modern, right on the beach, beach views, balcony on the beach. Oh. Um, I manifested living there on COVID, through COVID. Yeah. Which um, I didn't even find that. We were like, oh, in our budget as well. So like I wasn't, this is a few years ago, obviously before all of this, but like um, it was under $600 a week for like on the beach, three bedroom, modern, three bathrooms, like stunning. That's hectic. You know, I think I counted once and it was 24 steps from my front door to the beach. So was that the same situation? Like you were just super specific about what you wanted? No, that one I was just like the perfect, um, I just kept saying, I was like the perfect, the perfect home is looking for me, the perfect home is looking for me, the perfect yeah. home is looking for me. And then um, one of my other people that I was looking with found it and then we were like, okay, we're going to apply, but like there's absolutely no way we've got it straight away. <laughs> I guess that's that's the other half of manifestation is just that full surrender, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Not forcing, not trying to make anything happen. That, and just like being in the flow state as well, like being in the state of like, you know, if it's not this, it's going to be something else. Doesn't yeah, matter. that's it. it. Doesn't matter. I guess if you're wanting to sort of start for yourself, just like manifest a free cup of coffee. Yeah. Because um, that's how I started, really. Like, I mean, I was, you know, once you kind of get disillusioned with the big things, I think, because I also, there's a certain amount. So say you're like manifesting like your ideal life partner. Mm -hmm. You can kind of, some people, and it is actually in their birth chart, some people are going come in with such pure relationship karma that they can meet their perfect person at 15 and grow up ideally with them and that's that one love 
first love, that's it. Yeah. Most of us have relationship karma to sort out in this lifetime that we have come to sort out, mm. that we need to go through and meet a certain number of, you know, different kind of relationships and different sort of things before we're ready for our ideal relationship, the one that's actually going to work or the one that's actually going to whatever. Yeah. Um, so you've got to also, like, trust your karma, trust that things are happening in, like, <laughs> at the time that they need to happen, like, you know, if you're manifesting building a house, you wouldn't get cranky when you get a brick delivery because you're like, no, I wanted to manifest my house, not the bricks, but you've got to get the bricks to get the house. Yes, sis. <laughs> Be, enjoy the fucking process. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're all in the process, but if you can, you know, a coffee is the, the, the manifest, the steps to get a coffee is quicker. So just yep. if you want to try and manifest a coffee. Or even a, a car park as well. That's an easy as one. And everyone always thinks I'm crazy when I manifest a car. I love to do it when someone's with me because it's just really? like, yeah, it's like, look at this. Look what I can do. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. It's just like you oh. can manifest a car park out the front of the shop that you need to go to at lunchtime in a busy main street. Like it'll happen. Absolutely. Mm. You can, yeah. So <laughs> there's no reason and I think as well like there's an element of changing your perspective that really helps like a lot of the times I think we get and get really jealous of seeing other people being successful and then we think well they've got it so now there's no room for me whereas mm. I think if we change our perspective to well they did it so I can do it and like it's only showing up in your reality and jealousy is just a sign that like something is in alignment it's like use that as an expander as inspiration it's like instead of being like, oh, why them, not me? It's like, well, why not you? Yeah. <laughs> like someone just had to go first. Yeah. Fine. They're showing you how easy it is to do. Yeah. And and it wouldn't be in your reality if you couldn't have it. Yeah. That's exactly right. Let's talk about angel numbers. It's the first, I think, step people start to realise there's something trying to communicate to them. I think... Okay, I think angel numbers is just dropped in. Angel numbers come in when we're not specific on what signs we ancient like sacred geometry and ancient maths and there's like it's crazy how like numbers are so important and so like integrated in everything. Like astrology is numbers as well. <laughs> like everything is there's colours and numbers, like everything is numbers. Yeah. It's crazy. Um and so numbers come through when you're not clear, but you can always ask for more clarity. Mm-hmm. That's your sign to ask for a clearer sign, hey? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It could just be that it's like, oh, she picked up when there was a 444. Give us some more 444. And it's like, what does that mean? It's like, use your intuition, listen, pay attention to where these 444s are coming from Mm. as well. Like, or, you know, whatever it is. Like, when is it actually coming up for you? What is it trying to say? Is it trying to say, oh, like, a lot of the time it can be, I always think of them, whenever I see angel numbers, I think of them as support. I think of them as just like a reminder of someone saying like, hey, we're here, you're not alone, we've got you, everything's playing out as it needs to be, chill. You also don't need to push. There's like seasons for everything, there's seasons of so, and that's like another really beautiful thing of astrology, I think, is reminding us and reflecting that everything is seasonal and nothing is forever. Like it's all seasons, there's seasons of go and there's seasons of slow and there's seasons of, you know, as as just we move on, like um, you're 24 now, turning 25, so like you're in your 24, turning 25? I'm 23, turning 24. 
oh okay so you're 24 so okay in November yeah but you're in a 12th house perfection year at the moment which will then when you turn 24 you go into your first house perfection year so the idea is that like every year the sun or not the sun but every year one house in your chart is sort of like illuminated and that's sort of like the main focus and we can see it from when we're born really so like from zero to one it's all about the first house of self and body and just like learning how to have a physical body and that sort of thing and then one to two it's the second house which is like sort of like pleasure and senses and whatever so in when we're one to two we actually understand okay we have a body in a physical world and then we're trying to make sense of kind of the world and then two to three is like the third house so you start communicating you start maybe you get another sibling like you know you start to kind of form some sort of like you know (laughs) yeah anyway and it goes around and it goes around around. yeah and so it kind of teaches us that yeah there's like seasons there's so much other seasons and astrology was just coming to my head and then at the moment you're in your 12th house so your 12th house is like dreams spirituality all that kind of thing so being in that area um the focus is really on like your mental health your spiritual growth like doing things long-term kind of plans that are more soul aligned so then when you have your birthday and you're 24 to 25 that's all about you it's all about um so you'll also want to look at where mars is in your chart as well mars and pictures yeah in your chart to sort of see how that shows up as well um yeah so next year is going to be all about like you you in the spotlight you probably have a bit of a glow up as well find like some personal style like it's a good year shit yeah I'm excited 25 to 26 like you find like your personal values like I think you make more money like but you work out what you actually really you know um value as an adult (laughs) what you want out of life what was my year in what was my past year like just can you can you reflect on that 22 to 23 yeah um 22 to 23 is very where's your mercury in Scorpio as well is it in your 12th or first house first okay um right so that was okay interesting um that was really kind of about finding your purpose and finding your like soul family and community and finding your voice within that as well. Um, we also want to look at how the transiting planets are going. So, like, um, the nodes of the moon are really important and then also, like, where Jupiter and Saturn were showing up in your chart and what conversations they're having with your natal planets and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just one tool in a big, big toolbox of yeah. what we look at. Um, yeah, in a reading, like, in a year ahead reading or a past year reading. Like, you know, you can look at any date and then be like, what was actually going on for me in the stars? Like, what was reflecting... The energy and then it's another language to kind of understand what's going on. I mean when you're going through things I guess you you can't think like that but yeah when you zoom out and just yeah. like oh my god that that makes so much sense of what went through like in the last 12 months or whatever and then you're just like I and did then- yeah I did do that and I did have to like use my voice and I did find that that like community that I needed to and like yeah crazy it's crazy it's such a and I think what's really beautiful about it is being able to find it when you are going through it because we can be so zoomed in and then finding it when you are going through it and looking at things and being like okay challenging yourself to zoom out a little Mm. bit and be like what is this teaching me what is where are we really being pushed like what what's the lesson yeah that's right it's almost like grounding yourself and yet like zoom out while you're in it 
let's just talk about what it means when a planet or whatever is in retrograde. Okay. Yeah. So every planet except for the sun and the moon um, retrograde. Yeah. <laughs> but the sun and the moon can't retrograde. Okay. So they're always going to go one way. Yeah. Um, but essentially, so what we have to remember as well is that what astrology is, it is our perspective of the universe, like the planetary movements from Earth. And as we actually know, everything is moving around the sun. Yeah. But from the perspective of Earth, it looks like all the planets, including the sun, are moving around the Earth. We know that's scientifically not true, but we go from the perspective that we see. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so from, because that is also the perspective that we feel, like because we aren't on the sun, we are on the earth. So we are experiencing the influence of the planets from the earth's perspective. Okay. So because all the planets move at a different rate to the earth, sometimes depending on how quickly or slowly the planets are moving from the perspective of earth it looks like a planet starts going backwards it isn't it's just that earth's moving quicker so we overtake yeah so when mercury is retrograde it's because the way the the speed in which mercury is moving is not in alignment to how the earth is moving okay so from the earth's perspective it looks like mercury is going backwards right it's not it's just the Earth's overtaken it, but it looks like it's going backwards. Yeah. You know, like when you're in the car and you start reversing, but for a second you think the car next to you is actually going forward? Yeah. Do you ever have that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. So um, what it kind of is is that – so what Mercury retrograde kind of represents from Earth is um, – and I think the reason okay, – there's two parts to this. I think the reason that Mercury retrograde is the one that everyone knows about and talks about and, you know, whatever, is that, yes, it happens three times a year, so it's more common than the other retrogrades. Mm -hmm. So Mars retrograde is, like, every couple of years, same with Venus retrograde. Um, and then the other bigger planets are kind of retrograde half the time, so it's kind of, like, not even really worth mentioning. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. Um, but Mercury rules, well, I say rules and represents, like, they're the same thing. It's not, well, you know. Yeah. Mercury is representative of how we think and how we communicate. Okay. And because we live in such a mind-dominated world that's all about, like, we are taught to live in our heads so much in, like, this society. Like, you know, you think you, you, we're just so heady, mm. which actually isn't natural. <laughs> and so what Mercury retrogrades are is that there are three times a year where we're being invited to get out of our heads and into our body because the planet that rules our mind is going backwards. So it's about, hey, stop thinking, stop planning, stop, you know, moving. What, what's the next thing I've got to do? What have I got to do? It's like, actually, slow down into your body. How do you feel? Um, and the reason that, yeah, we've just set up our society that's so mercurial, so it's all, um, it can be like, this is the worst thing ever, but it's not, it's just... Um, that our brains are wanting a bit of a rest. <laughs> mm. it, it, yeah, I guess it's a hundred percent the way you you face it. If you know that it, yeah. it, it, we know it's here, we know it's happening. It's like you can let it do something to you, or you can just let the go with the flow of whatever's going to happen. Yeah. The other thing is though is that um, different so different planets rule different signs. Yeah. So. Mercury rules Virgo and Gemini. 
So people with heavy Virgo and Gemini placements are going to feel Mercury retrogrades more. One of my friends has like three in in Aries. Yeah, okay. So that would be like more Mars retrogrades. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do a reading Monday. That would be epic. But yeah. Um, so it's basically just that, um, yeah, that's kind of what Mercury retrograde is. They're very overplayed and they're very oversold, but basically it's just like not the best time to be, you know, there's technological, we, we get some technological issues like emails backfire a little bit mm. and Mercury also represents, because it's communication, it's also short-term travel, so like maybe you get a flat tyre and like, you know, you just need to be extra careful and extra mindful mm-hmm. of um, what you're doing when it's like that kind of thing and then extra just like in your body going over things less move, 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 move super quickly yeah. and more like take your time to do the right thing. Yes, that's perfect. I love it. That's... And we're in a Saturn retrograde right now, right? So Saturn yeah. is like the planet of karma and like the right thing essentially so like rules and restrictions and whatever so when Saturn's retrograde that's kind of when a lot of like karmic things can kind of happen or you can get away less with breaking the rules oh so I found this actually really <laughs> straight away is that um I often park when I said earlier that I got my first parking ticket I often park somewhere where I'm allowed to park there but maybe I just leave my car there a little bit too long mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do it because no one ever really checks. Yeah. But the rule is you have two hours and you have to move your car. Not two and a half hours, not three hours. <laughs> but I can get away with it. I've noticed, like, you can get away. Yeah. When the Saturn's retrograde, you need to pay attention to the rules. Yeah. You don't get away with it. Yeah, get away with it. Yeah. And you got to do what you say you're going to do more as well. Because um, I feel like the universe, and I think that I said to the universe, I'm going to get less parking tickets. And I said that and I claimed it and then, you know, I, I put out to the universe, I'm going to do the right thing, I'm going to be good with my parking. And then the universe like, where, where are you being good with your parking, lady? On track. <laughs> and then you got your karma. And then I got my karma straight away and I was like, yes, you're right. I need to stay focused on what my goals were. Very true. So what habit are you going to set for um, Mars and Virgo? <laughs> where is Virgo in your house again? It's in your 11th house. So it could also be something around community, like around purpose. And like, I feel like something's going to come through next week. I just feel that. Yeah. But next week, um, this is so random, but at my parents' house, we're getting the whole house is getting new carpet. So on Monday, I have to like really clean out my childhood bedroom Mm. and it's like something I've never done like I live in I live out of two houses practically so I feel like I feel there's a need to clean it up and like get rid of a lot of things in there that are holding energy that I need to let go of and I'm taking that in a literal sense yeah that's amazing yes that's very wow you're scaring me with that reaction (laughs) No, it's just like so, it's so perfect. I recently opened a Facebook group and there's one video in it already, which is a masterclass on how to find and read your circle chart. Okay. And everyone can go and join that group as well. Yes, everyone is welcome. It's at the moment. Oh, I found it. Oh, you did. Okay. 
at the moment it's um I really like it but it's kind of all girls you like it being all girls or you don't like it being all girls I love it being all girls okay this is a girls only club (laughs) what habit are you gonna do well I've got Virgo in my eighth house so I haven't really thought of it yet habits I've lost a lot of my habits just because I've been in this weird um it's, it's hard for me. It's definitely growth zone, growth zone. So I feel like all of my habits are kind of out the window because I usually am someone who like, I get up very early, I go for my walk, I drink my, like, drink my water first thing, like, liter of water, go for your walk, have my coffee, do my thing, get ready for, like, you know, and then when you're, like, dodging the same spot, yeah. <laughs> i got to go check my car. Yeah. I get so. Maybe you need to be embracing of this, season of not everything is going to be a strict structure do you journal a lot about all this stuff are you a big journaler or how do you I'm not a big journaler I'm going to be totally honest I am not a big journaler and I'm not a big meditator so how do you I guess do you just have these are you just sitting there in your thoughts or like it just kind of like clicks just falls into my head (laughs) you know yeah yeah just be like okay yep yep I also have lots of big feelings like I'll have a temper tantrum and then I will like finish my temper tantrum and be like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I could probably bypass the temper tantrum if I just like meditated or journaled but. yeah no you've got to embrace the emotions you've got to just go go on the wave with that for sure one last thing I want to talk about it's just because I hear so many different like things about this but I like to journal and mainly when like I want to journal on something that's like really big for me and I don't journal a lot of the time other than that yeah but when there's a new moon or a full moon are these good like which is a good time to I guess journal about things that you need to let go of and things to manifest like I guess I just is there a rule book for those sorts of things okay my idea of astrology is there is no rules. Okay. Never rules. Yeah. Full moon are more releasing times. So, like over the full, the full, the moon is full because the sun is illuminating. Yeah. And so they're more of like a letting go, a release, but also at the same time it can be like an illumination, so a celebration, a realization, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So traditionally, yeah, more like journal journal for calling things in on the new moon letting things go on the full moon but again you want to be listening to your body you want to be listening to your intuition and um you want to be yeah listening to what feels right for you because it doesn't they don't need to be any rules and things are going to show up differently in different charts as well so um yeah this <laughs> is probably very woo woo and like I'm sorry if anyone gets like picked out about this but no, like be woo woo your own cycle as well mm-hmm. like do you ovulate on the full moon or menstruate on the full moon because like menstruation is definitely like a letting go yeah and you're, ovulating, you're like setting new chapters as well so like um originally everybody would menstruate on the full moon and ovulate on the new moon sort of thing mm-hmm. i think or the other way around i can't remember but then like every you know different lights and all this like artificial living, we've all got new different menstrual cycles now. Yeah. Um, so pay attention to where yours is. Um, it's actually really interesting as well. It's like more of the romanticizing your life, like living 
in alignment with like stars and nature and whatever is like pay attention to what where the moon is the day that you start bleeding really and then that's kind of asking you what to let go and then when your energy is up pay attention to where the moon is there and like that's cool I actually I'm pretty in sync with menstruating around a full moon really okay so you're definitely that's yeah so then you're definitely of the let go on the full moon yeah in on the new moon and that also kind of it it also tells you like what stage of life you're at if you're in this stage of life you're very much in your you focused career focus like you're living by the sun mm. so you're in your look you're like stepping into your power building your career building your identity doing all that sort of thing so you're like you know, letting go on the moon building on the you know ovulating on the new moon like yeah. pulling things in when the sun and the moon are in alignment letting things go when they're opposing yeah it's definitely and feeling that intensity like obviously when you're getting towards that stage like you PMS in and emotions everything's heightened everything's intense and so it's yeah. like I definitely find on a full moon it's like oh just let it like letting it all go and like yeah. releasing all that tension so it's yeah it's cool when your body is in a, in alignment with that for sure yeah and I also think like coming back to it such mm-hmm. a tangent but I reckon it's one of the reasons that like women tend to be more drawn to astrology and like see more re- like like truth in it than yep. guys sometimes is because we we know that we have an innate link to the moon yeah we- like through our menstrual cycle and guys they ignore it because it's actually more obvious but like less more simple but more obvious guys have a 24-hour menstrual cycle so guys not menstrual cycle. <laughs> that's a twenty-four hour hormone cycle. So they're actually in sync with the sun. Like when the sun comes up, that's when their testosterone's boost, like oh, boosted. Wow. And so, like the masculine, like masculine energy and you know, um, like male body energy is like very linked to the sun. And then the more you know, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and then women, like women's bodies, like female bodies, are more linked to the lunar energy. Wow, that is so cool to think about. Yeah, and then the sun also like does represent our more masculine energy, and then the moon does represent our more feminine energy. So it's all it's all crazily linked and yeah, reflecting back to each other. Yeah, oh, I love it. We could go on for days about all this, I reckon. Um, well, do you, do you have anything, any final thing you want to touch on, or like any final words or advice? you want to share I I think people yeah you're very loved and you're very supported like everyone is and we are also all in this big like there's a big revolution energy going on um and I think we're all we all have our unique role in part of it and we all did decide to be born at this time for a reason in this new revolution so don't be feeling like just don't make yourself wrong. Like there is nothing, none of your desires, none of your ambitions, like none of your fears are wrong. Like you were made perfectly and you are needed just as well. Yeah, I love that. That is so beautiful. Perfect way to end. Thank you. Do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes. So um, probably the easiest would be my Instagram. Yep. So it's just Gabrielle Wright Astrology. 
Um, so that's why I do like my daily updates, wanting to like share more. And then I have a TikTok too, which I think is the same. I'll put the link to your Facebook group in there as well. I've loved today's chat. It's just like filled my, like look at the smile on my face. I'm just like, ah, it's just filled my cup right up. And I just can tell that the audience is going to just love the content that we talked about today. So long. <laughs> so long. I'm going to love editing this. But you yeah, no, it'll be so worth it. I'll just love listening to it again. But thanks so much, Gabrielle. I just loved having you on today. Yay. Thank you so much. It was so beautiful. And thank you, everybody, who listened. Yeah. <laughs>